Welcome to Big Brave Business. This is a podcast built on the belief that you can create absolutely anything for yourself. Whether it's a dream job or a dream life, it's all possible for you. I'm Amanda Nelson, a virtual assistant and digital marketer. And that's Sarah Heater, podcast producer and strategic consultant. Each week, we will share insights from working with dozens of clients, stories of how we got where we are, and encourage you to see us as your new business besties. So grab a cup of coffee and let's talk being brave in business. Welcome back to Big Brave Business. I'm trying to like say it differently so it's not the same every time. (laughs) Hi, Amanda. Hi, I feel like consistency is good. I like the way you say it. (laughs) How are you doing today? I'm good. I am. It's a day of recordings, a day of meetings, a day of being on video and audio all day, all day. But yeah, it's good. I'm excited about it. Well, at least you're not sick anymore. At least you sound better. Oh, thank you. Yeah, still coughing. Coughs hold on for the longest time, you know? They really can. They really can hold on it's Hold really on in there. Really I'm very best. excited about our conversation today. We're going to uh, recap how we feel like our year was this year. Yeah. So this past year, man, it's so weird to look back at where I was like where my headspace was and what my life was a year ago. Like in in some ways, you know, on paper, my life isn't that different <laughs> than where it was a year ago. But I feel like I've lived a whole life in the past year. And I think a lot of people could probably relate to that in their own way. But, um, but yeah, some, some really big things happened this year. Number one, at the beginning of the year, we started this podcast. Which is insane. It has not, it feels like it should be, six months ago it does not feel like it should be a year a year a year of big brave business the podcast how do you feel how do you feel about being one year into podcasting amanda i really enjoy it i think it's super fun i love connecting with people and getting to hear more about their businesses has been really rewarding this year and something that i didn't have on my bingo card so it's been (laughs) it's been really fun getting to connect with everybody how about you Yeah. So this is, I've been hosting a podcast for a different podcast for five years. So I am kind of used to like the feeling of podcasting, but it's been so fun to have a co-host and I feel like it's been really good for our relationship. Like I feel like it keeps us close. (laughs) I can agree with that. I don't know how you do this without a host, a co-host. I would be like, am I talking to myself? Is anybody? I would answer myself so much. I would have, I work from, obviously, you guys know, I work by myself all day long. I have full-fledged conversations with myself. I cannot even fathom what I would say to myself if I was on a podcast being recorded. I'd be like, do you know what I mean? You know what I mean. You know what I mean, Amanda. <laughs> but you should um give the good people a plug for your other show because you're killing it. Thank you. Yeah, it's pretty specific. So I have another show. If you didn't know, I host a show for Girl Scout troop leaders called the Troop Leader Experience. And I have been involved in Girl Scouts basically since I was five. I worked for my local council for a while out of college. And after I left the company as an employee, I um, I started volunteering. I had my own troop. I was really involved in my local community. And I just realized there's just such a big discrepancy in even in the same geographic area, how 
volunteers are prepared to take on the task of being a troop leader. And so let alone geographic differences, there's like really big discrepancies. So anyways, I just wanted to kind of help close that gap. And I also wanted to talk about (laughs) And I think anybody can relate to this because we're like this about business too. When you get really into something, you just want to talk about it all the time. And God bless our husbands doing the heavy lifting of listening us to us talk about shit that we are really worked up about and they couldn't care less, but they love us. So they listen. But I literally started the big reason why I started the podcast was to be able to talk to other people who wanted to talk about Girl Scouts all the time. So that was five years ago. Every time I think I'm going to quit, I get a message from a listener saying that it means a lot to them or they're so glad they found my show. And, um, So I can't quit. I can never quit. I'll just keep going forever. So anyways, yeah. People love your show, though. You're like, you're killing it. It's a great show. Yeah, it's been really fun. Thank you. Yeah, one of the things I love about podcasting that's been true of this, too, is that you get to connect with the people who listen. You know, when if you're listening to this and you haven't never talked to us, we're real people and we genuinely want to know you. So definitely reach out. We want to get those messages from people so that we can engage in conversation with you and we can become friends friends. Katie, shout out to Katie who listens to this podcast. She ended up becoming not just a friend of ours, but she literally works for PodFox now as another team member. And that all started because she reached out because she listens to the podcast. So genuinely, we build real relationships with people who listen. So that's that's true for that show as well. I have some of my closest friends are literally people who were guests on that podcast or who reached out because they listen. (laughs) That's so fun. Have you heard from like a general consensus? I feel like I've heard that people have really enjoyed this year. Have you heard people say that they're struggling this year or they had a bad business year? I have heard both of those things. I've heard, I know some of it is skewed because some of the people that are closest to me in my life had really, really hard years this year. But even online, I've seen a lot of people talking about how small businesses took a hit. A lot of people made less money. I think we are in the minority that actually saw increases year over year. Um, Yours, I think, was very significant increase year over year, right? Yeah, yeah, it really was. Um, I hit six figures a month earlier. So right now I'm working on surpassing what I obviously had already set for myself. So that's really exciting. But it's kind of like I shared with you, it is exciting. And I'm super proud of that. But I also know I worked for every single minute of it. So it doesn't feel super celebratory. It's just Mm -hmm. kind of like, yeah, that's about right. Of course you did. Of course you did. You knew you would. Yeah. yeah, it's just kind of more matter of fact about it. And I kind of hate that because I was really excited about hitting it. And now it's kind of like, yeah, that's about what, it's about what I expected. But I'm still I'm still proud of myself. It's just not as, oh, my gosh, I climbed this mountain as I expected it to be. How are you feeling about your revenue this year? Uh, I touched on this in an episode a couple weeks ago, but I set a really sky high like holy shit goal for myself this year. And I did not come close (laughs) to that. So, but that's kind of the point of those goals, right? As you set those like really, really crazy goals. And if you hit them, that'd be life-changing, right? But even if you don't hit them, it's going to push you to go a lot further than you would have gone. So if you didn't have that goal. So I do think there's something to be said for, I had this goal, but realistically what I did, like the act to your point of 
you know, you made what you expected because you did the activities to make that, right? Um, mm. I set a goal for myself of half a million dollars and I did not. I did not make half a million dollars <laughs> this year. So, but I did see a significant increase over last year. And, and when I really think about it, like, I don't think I did half a million dollars worth of activities, right? Like my business isn't structured in a way that would make half a million dollars. Now I do think we're changing that going into 2024. So I guess I'm going to set the same stretch goal for myself. Um, but yeah, so I I feel good about the money that I made for sure, but also there could always be more, Amanda. There could always be more. Always be more. I feel that. How do you feel about the clients that you're working with right now? I know some of them listen to the show, so you have to keep it honest. <laughs> but how are you feeling about the kind of clients you have? What are Actually, you hoping? Genuinely, really good. And I think this good. is something you and I have in common too. But I'm interested to hear your thoughts. I feel like. I mean, I've said on this show before that I feel like my clients are like my friends, but right now, especially, these are people I would want to be friends with anyway. And what's interesting is around the time we started this show, I had my first turnover ever. I'm trying to think of timing. I That's had like a hundred percent retention before that. that. Yeah. And then in the time that we have been doing this show. Definitely, we've seen turnover. We've also added a lot of accounts. And now at this point when there is turnover, it feels differently because there are people that I've built such personal relationships with that there's so much understanding and empathy for how life changes and that they're not going to podcast anymore, so it's fine. And also, we're still absolutely friends. So I, I, that's a weird way to measure it, but it's like I realized that my resentment and some of the fear of losing a client is gone because they're not just business relationships, if that makes sense. So yeah, I genuinely love the people that I work with. I feel like they're all people I would be friends with anyway at this point. But what about you? How do you feel about your current client lineup? <laughs> I really like the clients that I have. There are a few that I wish things were different from like a workflow standpoint, but that's just natural. That's part of it. We're all different and how we handle certain situations are not everybody's going to handle things how I would like them to handle things. And I think that's pretty normal <laughs> in a co-working relationship. But I do, I feel good about who I have. I will say that I am extremely protective over the workflow that I have now. And while I could technically bring on somebody, it would be a stretch for me. I could definitely do it. But I, with my current workload and the clients and how I feel about them, I'm super careful about how they affect, how who I bring on affects how yeah. I work. So yeah. like it really isn't so much about, I almost hate to say this on a podcast, but I will. I turned down a client recently who is very similar to a client that I currently have and absolutely adore. And I turned them down solely because what they were asking for was not out of the realm of what I do, nor was it asking a lot. It was asking for what anybody would when they work with a with a VA or an online business manager or whatever you want to call it. They were asking for just normal support, but they wanted me to be like, I want somebody, this is how they put it on their intake form. They said, I want somebody who is going to have my back, doesn't mind hopping on a very quick call if I have questions or if they have questions, someone that I just fall in love with and we connect so much that I'm bragging about them to my husband over dinner. These are all things that she had said in her form. 
all of those things are fine. She also said, you know, I want someone who is like a take charge kind of gal, but also, or man, but someone who can also collaborate and keep me accountable. All of these things are what I do for my current clients. The reason I turned her down was because I strictly just simply don't have the bandwidth to handhold another client. What she's asking for is not bad. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just that I'm at a place in my business where I almost have to only take on clients that are like, I, I, this is going to sound horrible, but the people that send me a task or they do periodic check-ins, we get on the same page and then I go about my own way. They go about their own way and we work independently, but together, if that makes sense. And the people that are wanting a collaborative effort, like people that want to collaborate right now, I just don't have the bandwidth to collaborate. It's almost like, what do you need from me? Let's get together. We're still working at the same goal. I'm still invested in your business. I'm not trying to check out, but I also, I can't be there for you all of the time. And if you need that, that's totally fair and valid. I just can't personally take you on because I have, and I had, I hate to call it like this, but I have a lot of needy clients who I do talk to all day, every day. And I just can't add one more person to that right now. And I feel like that's what really defined the way that you worked in 2023. And you've worked really hard to like streamline things and clean some of that up because you are such a giving, generous person as somebody to collaborate with, like somebody to work with, somebody to to join somebody's team. You are you are so giving of yourself and then that leads to you didn't have anything left for yourself, right? right. Like you ended up on meetings constantly in 2023. Yeah, for sure. The meetings is a big part of it. It's also just feeling um, as much as I like to put up a front like I'm not, I am a very empathetic person. So if I care about you and I care about your business, I very much so take that stress on. And this year it was very much so where I almost had to just become cutthroat about it, very cut and dry and just like we're on the same page, we're not. And if we're not, then that's fine. I just can't lose sleep over whether or not you know, your kid got into softball camp. I just, I can't stress out about that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Or like, I can't stress out about, did you meet your ROI that you wanted to on your advertising this year? Like, I just, I can't stress out about your business and whether you can pay your bills because I've got 10 other people that I'm also working with. So um, the clients It's like I have, being a teacher and being invested in all those little kids. It is. And it's just like, at some point you have to kind of just put up a barrier a bit. And so I'm so happy that I did that this year. So while I could technically bring someone on, it would be at the sacrifice of the awesome people that I currently have. And I'm very proud of my turnaround times. I'm very proud of where I've gotten with the people that I am working with. So all that to say, I'm feeling really good about my people. I have a question for you though. Oh, no, you have one for me. What were you going to ask me? Go ahead. You go, you go next. What is, uh, what would you say was your biggest learning lesson this year? Oof. My biggest learning lesson, I feel like this maybe is a little skewed in light of being sick for weeks, weeks and weeks at the end of the year. Um, Rest. I think a big, big learning lesson for me in 2023 is that I have to rest. And um, I recently met with a friend slash colleague who's also named Sarah, and she is a specialist in human design. Do you know much about your human design? I don't know what that is. 
Oh, oh, girl. Okay, we're gonna have to have a whole other conversation about oh, this. Oh God! So the last thing like, I need is something else to psychoanalyze myself. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like linked to astrology. I'm not. I am no expert. So if you're listening to this and you are an expert, um, I'm not pretending to be. Okay. Um, but it basically it's like linked to astrology and basically like based on the time, date, and place you were born. It, the idea is that you like certain things were activated inside of you that affect how you relate to other people, how you make decisions, um, like all the stuff about how your intuition works, things like that. So it's very, very complicated. But like the kind of surface part that you hear most people talk about in like the online business space is like what type they are. There's like a bunch of types. I really don't know them. I'm not going to pretend to, but my type is a manifester. So um, it's all about like having vision and, and this. Anyways, so I met with uh, this woman, Sarah, and she she and I have been friends for a while, but she, when we met specifically, she was talking to me about my human design. She ran my birth chart and she like was analyzing it to me. And I guess the way I'm designed, as they would put it, is that I am either going like 150 miles per hour or zero. Like there's no in between. Mm. I'm either super, super productive or I need to rest and recharge. And I also have this inclination, this tendency in my personality where when I rest, I tend to beat myself up because I feel like I'm supposed to be productive all the time. So, um, but basically what we were kind of dissecting is that that regeneration is just as important for um, creativity and productivity. So that's definitely been, been a big learning lesson this year is that I need to regenerate. I need the time to to rest. And when I don't, my body will make me. <laughs> so <laughs> need to rest. What about you? What's your biggest lesson? That's a good, that's a good question. Yeah. I have, now that you've mentioned it about the the like it's based on your like where you were born and when and all that kind of stuff I have heard of that before and I'm very curious I would love to do mine so you have to put me in contact with her yeah. so that I can um I can get mine done I don't know what time I was born mm, that is that is a key part of it <laughs> I gotta figure out where I was born I mean I know where but I gotta figure out you have your when. birth certificate it should be on there I oh think. my god I hope so I have my social security card like an adult but I don't know about my birth certificate. <laughs> it's not on there <laughs> yeah that's all I've got I'll figure it out my biggest lesson this year. Like an adult. Like an adult. Probably my biggest lesson this year is that I'm not going to be for everybody. Mm. And um, it doesn't make me any less of an efficient business owner mm. that I'm not for everybody. And I know that sounds super basic. Uh, what I mean by that mostly because I I know that as a person. Like, I know that not everybody is going to drive with my personality. I know everybody, they're wrong, are not going to think I'm funny. But, <laughs> but in business, I really do feel like I do a really good job. <laughs> and I try so damn hard that it feels like I, that I should be able to please majority of the people. So when I can't please someone, it's very easy for me to take it personal or yeah. for me not to be like at least at least this year now I don't really care but in the beginning of the year when I was so desperate to have clients and to keep clients it was just so natural for me just to go to that of well what did I do wrong I'm trying my best now I'm just like look 
I can't please everybody. And sometimes it's not me. Sometimes it is you, you know, and that's okay too. Like that's like, there is, what is it? What is the term? There's a peg for every hole. (laughs) Is that what it is? There's a a color for every dog. You know, there's somebody for everybody. (laughs) Anyways, that's probably my biggest, probably my biggest learning lesson. I have another question for you. Okay. What was your biggest tip or resource that you dove into this year that made a big difference in your business? I wish everybody could see Sarah's face because we did not prepare these questions. They're just coming up to me on the fly. (laughs) Okay. My biggest tip or resource. Good Lord. (laughs) Um, I don't know why this is so enjoyable to me that I've stumped you. You really did. What did I use this year? God. Okay. This is going to be so cheesy, but this is the best answer I can think of. And I I know it's not what you were going for. Um, My intuition. So I You are really getting a little woo-woo on me and I I love it. I think, you know, being sick and just couch gobbling, as you say, for the past. I've just been like (laughs) thinking there's nothing else to do. I'm just like under blankets on the couch with like. This is what happens when you marinate with cold medicine for more than three business days. Sarah's just been marinating in NyQuil and DayQuil and this is what happens. You're going to start telling me my fortune any day now and I can't wait. Okay. Yes. So, um, A big theme for me this year has been actually spending time listening less to other people and more to myself. And a big thing that I've been saying all year, including on this podcast, is that you already have everything you need inside of you. And I think in the beginning of my business, the first few years, I spent so much time investing in all the things, learning from all the people, trying to find mentors and role models and buying programs and buying coaching and um, investing in all these resources and all this stuff. And now, I mean, I, I invest in team, but it's more like listening to myself. I already know how to do what I do really, really well. And I make good decisions in business. And I am a good leader of my team. And I I am really proud of what I've built. And I don't need anyone else to tell me. Now, you didn't ask me about a person, but even like a resource, I feel like this was my most untapped potential for my first like three years of business that this year I've been really focused on as far as a resource goes. It's like, what does my intuition tell me? Because I keep on thinking about other things like what, what did I use a lot of? Like what software did I use or whatever? And it's like nothing even comes close to that. But I'm curious because you asked the question. So you obviously had an intention of a direction for it to go. What's your biggest tip or resource? So for me personally, what I was looking for from you is that I feel like you're miseducation on this podcast. Like you're always downloading something. You're reading self-help books. I'm over here with true crime and a dream. So I don't know any, I have not learned or used any specific resource, but what I will say that has been a bit of a journey for me, and it'll be very curious to see how the new year comes about because this is going to change, is I've really learned what workflow works for me. And what I mean by that is combination of, is the TV on? 
What am I listening to in my earbuds? Do I even have earbuds in? Where are my dogs? Is the back door open for them to go in and out? What am I snacking on? What's the vibe like? Do I have a temperature? All of those things contribute to someone who has ADHD like I do. It really contributes to how I work and even things down to like when I go to bed and when I work, wake up in the mornings significantly have changed how I work and has eliminated those late nights, got to get this done because I'm so efficient and it's only because I have found the balance between am I listening to a podcast? Am I watching a movie while I'm doing this? You know, have I eaten yet? How much coffee am I drinking? Am I hydrated? I think about all these things all the time. And just by being aware of what's agitating me or if I'm just aware of the ambiance, I'm so heavily, I've always been this way since I was a child. I'm heavily affected by my surroundings. And so like even the, um, like we were, obviously, if you're listening to the show, you can't see me. But earlier we were recording a podcast and I had my overhead lights on. And it, when I, when I was getting ready to do our second recording, we're batch working today. Um, I just noticed how agitated I was mm. and it's a hundred percent because I have been sitting underneath bright lights for too long. I'm basically, I just, I need it to be warm and cozy. And I sit now and I work with a lap heating pad. And for some reason that warmth keeps me super grounded and comfortable in my seat. And so I don't feel that like anxious, got to get up, got to get, got to get moving around. So just figuring out what works for me. And I love to, you know, relate it back to our people that are listening, figure out really like what would make me feel the coziest, the most comfortable, like what do I need to do to get situated? If you're anything like me, what do I need to do to get situated? so that I can settle in and get shit done. That has completely changed this year for me. And I mentioned it at the end of last year about how if I could do anything back differently, what I, what I would do is not put so many expectations on how I'm supposed to work. I think I had seen so many cute girlies on Instagram and how they worked and what their office looked like and all of that. You really don't need any of that garbage. Like it does not matter if your pens match your notebook. Okay. It does not matter. <laughs> it just matters. Like, are you comfortable sitting in your chair for endless amounts of time? And just getting to that basis this year has really contributed to my overall happiness. And at the end of the day, the amount of exhaustion or lack thereof that I have based upon did I enjoy my surroundings today. So that is my pitch for get yourself a heating blanket and make sure that your dogs are comfy. And uh, yeah, that's what's uh, that's what's worked for me this year. Well, I feel like we are coming up on time because we have <clears throat> a strategic planning meeting for Podfox coming up that we need to jump on. But I do have more questions for you. So we're going to have to continue talking about this. There, we're we're going to have to do a part two. And also, we have not done things that are bringing us joy in a few weeks. So we're going to have to bring that back as well because I love that part of this podcast. <laughs> I'm always writing down your – well, actually. I'm not writing down your I was about to say you are. But no, I'm not. But I wish I was because then later I have to go back and listen to the podcast to be like, Amanda was just talking about this book. Amanda was just talking about this TV show. So anyways, you have good recommendations. So we've got to go back to that too. I hope that this was interesting for you. I think that reflection is really, really powerful for just remembering how far you've come because no matter how this year turned out for you compared to what you expected it to be, you've come so far. And we are so grateful and thankful to have been 
even a small part of that and let you letting us into your earbuds this year. Um, we have really enjoyed this journey of the first year of podcasting. Excited to see what, I don't know, I don't know if it'll officially be season two or if we're just I'm just going to call it that right now, but some version of season two, year two, whatever of Big Brave Business. Excited to see what's to come. And as always, Amanda, I'm excited to see what's to come for you. It's been really a blessing to be close to you and to get to watch over the past two years that we've been working together, how much your life and your business have evolved and to get to be part of that. So love you. Sarah, that's so sweet. (laughs) And ditto. I love that you're doing this to me right as we come up on time. So I can't say anything nice to you, but ditto. That's so nice (laughs) and unexpected. You guys have a wonderful rest of your week. By the time this comes out, I think we'll be in 2024, which is absolutely crazy. So happy new year. We'll see you next year and make sure that you go over to our YouTube channel every single Wednesday. We've got new fun episodes popping off and we'll see you guys next week for part two. See you then. Bye.